Yeah, are you ready? Three, two, one. Welcome to the Opposable Thumbs podcast. Opposable Thumbs is a podcast where Taylor and Rob tackle a new creative challenge every two weeks and talk about our accomplishments, failures, and lessons learned. We have no guests this week. It is just mm-hmm. Taylor and I. Just our fine selves. Kicking That's it. That's right. Keeping it real. My name is Rob Ray. I use the he, his gender pronoun. I run the exoskeleton art space in Los Angeles and host infrequent art openings and events there. I also run the Exoskeletal Newsletter, which is a somewhat frequently sent weird newsletter. I am also a user experience designer in L.A. At an unnamed location. That's right. A secret bunker. I'm Taylor Hokinson. I'm an artist, educator, and noted tall person, DIY evangelist based in Chicago, and I'm a he-his kind of guy. And I'm pouring a bourbon. Oh, nice. I am also having an alcoholic beverage. Are you? Yes. I'm having a... What is it, pray tell? I'm having a, a Magic Hat number nine, not quite pale ale. Oh, indeed. I was just reading online somewhere that they um, that hops are really hard to grow. Like, they give huh. farmers a hard time. So really? They came, up, they came up with a yeast that just poops stuff that's sour and slightly citrusy. So you can just do away with hops altogether. Like, the actual hop isn't in there. It's Yeah, you don't have oh. to... Uh, you don't have to make it. I'm trying to find it online. It might take me a second to uh, to get there. But yeah, I'm I'm not. Is that a particularly hoppy beer? I'm not a fan of the hops necessarily. Yeah, I was not a fan Ooh. of hops either. Mm-hmm. And but I live in Southern California, and it's like a requirement. Enjoy hoppy beers. You don't get a, a driver's license without like drinking an IPA first. <laughs> yeah, like it's a requirement. Yeah, because I guess, sure. like, Southern California, the IPA thing is, like, so big. And, like, San Diego mm-hmm. has so many breweries and stuff. Um, it's a big deal. And now I, I really like them. Uh, once upon a time, we said never never change your horse midstream, but now just go for it. Yeah, my hop is very horsey now. I mean, my horse is very hoppy now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about uh, people, YouTube channels, in a way, and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people's... Uh, uh professionalisms maybe connected mm-hmm. to youtube um well and, and you're in la and i think yeah. you've got your antennas up to that sort of branding oneself yeah so we were comparing and contrasting simone gertz and i may be butchering her her name pronunciation but the, the shitty robots person yeah i mean i i like it it's definitely because like, i think there's like a lipstick application robot and stuff like that like like our makeup application right. there's definitely mm-hmm. a gender component to it and i i like that mm-hmm. part of it a lot um mm-hmm. i think it's weird now because like well this is getting into my my project a lot actually rob let's get into okay. it okay <laughs> but you're going first so so uh well then tease me Okay, so so part of before we get into, <laughs> into my my project, part of the thing about my project is about um, the professionalization of YouTube, in a way. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. uh, apropos, yeah. And so, um, so when we get into my project, that's gonna be that's gonna come up. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the tease. Don't forget. <laughs> We're gonna do a major callback. Yes, get ready. <coughs> hey, Reb, you got a, you got a cough button on your end, just out of curiosity. I, I need one because this is like the ninth podcast where I've had a cold. I think nine out of <laughs> out of twenty eight, fifty percent of them, I've been sick. 
Now, listen, I wanted to show you this thing before we move on to talking projects. Oh, so yeah, there was it? shitty robots. Oh, yeah, they okay. have enough, you know, enough YouTube subscribers to last them forever. I would like to request that everybody go look up Russian Girls Workshop. Uh, Anastasia Garasimova, she would be awesome to have on the podcast. Yeah. I would be totally into it. And Simone, too, for that matter. I mean, yep. you know, yeah. I want to I talk to people, especially those whose work I don't understand as much. But um, right now there's 382 subscribers, including me, for Anastasia, whose work is just so great and really good to look at. Like, you know, the videos are carefully constructed and the projects look like they're super solid. Plus, we just all have this notion of Russian as the weirdo boogeyman and, like, people squatting in track pants. And it's, it's <laughs> like, I, I want to I understand the complexity yeah. of yeah, this part of the world, you know? I was the 382nd subscriber. Mm. Mm-hmm. We're connected that way through our YouTube buttons. Oh, yeah, 383. Oh, is that somebody else? We got you. I think that was me and you. Oh, yeah, Crosscut Sled. There's some solid stuff in there. Okay, yeah. so check that out. And then, Rob, I also threw this optical mouse link up there. This looks like an ancient website, so I don't know how useful it would be for if you were just to wander down to, um, yeah, look how big those chips are, man. So you might have to find some super old mice to get this done, but this looks like a dope-ass project for sure. Which link is it? Bidoe.org, something like that. Uh, Mouse cam. If only if only Philip von Zweck was here, he could pronounce that correctly for me. Is he? Does he speak French? Well, he oh. he grew up in um, Slidell, maybe. No, he always. Oh, that sounds right. He always corrects me on my my German and my Louisianian pronunciation. We got to oh, get yeah. Philip on here. We should. Yeah, yeah. He did a really great bumper sticker that I had on my car. Because mm-hmm. there was a there was a often maybe annual multiple yeah. show in Chicago. Is that right? Did you ever go to that? Uh, I don't remember it, but go on. Oh, yeah. There was a cool show, like art show concept where about multiples, and so everything had to be a multiple, and he made bumper stickers that said, honk if you love silence. <laughs> and I had that on my truck, oh. and people would honk at me all the time, and I would be like, what's up with that <laughs> asshole? <laughs> like, and then they'd like wave to me, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, right. I'm the, I asked for it. Yeah, it's a good bumper the, sticker. Uh, yeah, Philip. Philip has a, a really thankless job at the institution I work at, and so I love dropping into his office to ask him just mind-numbing bureaucratic questions and <laughs> absurd um, fine arts questions about nice. conceptual art at the same time. Yeah, he pro- seems not, would be knowledgeable in both at this point. Indeed, he he had an art space on his desk, right? Is he still doing that? He has one in his office, yeah. but I, I like the idea of constricting it to the desk alone. Yeah, he he uh, maybe it was in his office. Yeah, it was like a small art gallery inside the office, which is a, in, in my opinion, a pretty kick-ass thing to do. I feel like those of us that came up in the '90s, there was a huge spate of sort of apartment galleries and alternative space galleries. Yep. yep. Did you ever participate in that? Apart from just making kind of an actual gallery in the form of dead tech, I was in a show uh, mm-hmm. in Phillips' apartment. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. It was that was what was the what was the work what was the work it was a collaboration and what was the year with Deborah Stratman and it was yeah. in oh gee um, well you guys have been working together forever a man. long time yeah two thousand and one or something two thousand oh shit yeah I can't even imagine what I thought about before two thousand one you know what I mean like can you imagine yeah. having that much space in your brain 
to not think about us just shitting all over the world every waking <laughs> second. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel I, I remember very specifically, do you remember what the big news was on NPR right before September 11th? Um, I don't. It's in my memory, and I'll have to see if this is true or not, but I seem to recall that a great white shark had like swum up a really long distance of some freshwater uh, uh, river in the United States somewhere and then gotten into the swimming hole. So it was, <laughs> it was oh, like man. this crazy shark attack just in the middle of nowhere when these kids are like sitting on the bank of a traditional swimming hole. But it seems so folksy, you know, and like small potatoes compared to what, you know, displaced it shortly thereafter. Yes. Yeah. Ouch. Mm-hmm. So you sent me a link to an optical mouse cam. I did. When the optical mice were early enough that you could really get in there and noodle with them a little bit, um, this fellow, and I'm assuming this website's like 15 years old or something, but he talks about interfacing with the camera and getting at what the chip actually does, which is acts like an incredibly low-res literal camera. Um, And so it's just looking for pixels changing and shifting in certain directions around this very small grid of like 36 by 36 or whatever. Um, So I don't know if this stuff still works, but I'd recommend checking it out. If you scroll about halfway down the page, there's some really evocative images. Yeah. Yeah. cool. It's like actually a tiny scanner, like a flatbed scanner that you're holding in your hand. And like when he like smooshes it around, Mm -hmm. he's able to essentially... It's almost like, do you remember when you were a kid and there was like those, there was those pieces of paper covered in all black crayon and then you could like scrape it out and it would be like a colorful image underneath? Did you ever have one of those? Uh, I don't think I did. That, oh, okay. That does not sound familiar. It was yeah. like, almost like a stained glass kind of thing, but it was like all mm. black crayon, like mm. smooshed over the whole page. And then you would scrape it back with like a little scraper and it would be like colorful rainbow colors underneath. And so you could like, draw a picture of a rabbit or something and it would be like this multicolored mm-hmm. etched thing but this sorry i went off the deep end on some obscure kids i'm trying thing. to find but, it while you're talking but it's cool that it's like or it's like a lottery ticket right where you're like it looks like you're almost like scraping off the silver part and then yeah there's it's, letters it's underneath. preparing you for a for a sad sad uh <laughs> disappointment <laughs> it's like oh. the happy version of a sad adult uh ritual uh, let's see here. Yeah, have you ever won anything in the lottery, Rob? No, I have. I have. <clears throat> I have typically bad luck with that stuff, which I guess actually most mm-hmm. people do based on the odds. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Is it really bad luck if it's just completely uh, in not, line with the, yeah. the odds? <laughs> it's not luck at all. I have. I I participate <laughs> in the statistics of the function of gambling. <laughs> <laughs> I put ten dollars of quarters into a slot machine and. All all ten dollars of quarters just went into the slot machine, and I was like, "Okay, I'm done." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went to Vegas once, and yeah, I just I found it so boring. Horrible, man. yeah, I don't know. horrible. Yeah. yeah. So, Rob, you ready to talk? You ready to talk projects? Let's do it. Yeah, challenges. Challenges. Uh, as is becoming my thing, I, I feel like uh, which was the brother who recently passed away on. Um, uh, car talk that never paid attention to what they were talking about. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Was that the Ray or was that the other guy? Yeah, you're the, uh, you're the old Tappet so, brother. Yeah, so what is the actual... <laughs> what is... <laughs> so uh, what is the actual challenge, Rob? Well, it's, it's a little bit... 
I I sort of improperly named it uh, on mm-hmm. the on the episode, and I named it yeah. Stranger Skillshare. But upon re-listening mm-hmm. to the episode, it's about sort of creating the opportunity for someone else to uh, do the thing that you showed them how how to do. Sure, which, which is great because in some ways, I thought this challenge really sort of got to the essence in a lot of ways of what this podcast is about. Um, and also just like the fun sure. of, of making things and sharing how to make it. So let's let's hear it for the Megans from last yeah. time, man. Woo, their project was like something baller. Yeah, if you go to projects you will see some amazing photos of really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was their first time collaborating, and I think it was Meg Go's first time collaborating ever. Um, she she is. A young person, which makes that somewhat believable, but I still find that crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited because I get to work with those guys. So get to drop in on them every now and then and see what they're working on. Pretty cool. Yeah, so good. Yeah. It's funny the, on another episode where it was just you and me, and then we um, were trying to come up with a challenge, and I said, "Oh, let's make it about fat beats or something." And you said, "Well, it's kind of on the nose for you, right? I mean, you know, because you're <laughs> like you've been." producing music and I like music, into yeah. noise bands and yeah. all that stuff for a long time. And, but you know, this one is kind of on the nose for me, right? Cause I'm a teacher. That's and, right. Uh, That's true. So it's, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, I mean, I feel like I just kind of did what I would normally do. Um, but, uh, but hopefully you'll find it interesting. So I have one example of strangers and I have one example of non strangers in terms of teaching and learning. So if you take a look at oh. that gif I posted, oh. uh, yeah. Uh I'd also like to point out that uh the movie Hackers is now on um either Netflix or Amazon, I can't or maybe oh. both, I can't remember which, and I forgot how totally amazing that movie is. <laughs> I've heard multiple people really extol the virtues of Hackers. Have you not seen it? I didn't see it, no. <laughs> oh, Rob, you've got to watch this. It's so great cuz I mean, you you were a little bit older than me at the time. I mean, I remember getting, you know, 2600 Magazine and trying to make a blue box and all that, but I was just a little too young to really get in there. But you were in there doing a, doing a web startup in the 90s, right? I was, yeah. So um, so I think you would appreciate it in particular because it's so, it's so preposterous. The whole thing is, <laughs> is, is totally ridiculous. But the, um, so I made a playlist of YouTube videos. There's four oh. of them. And I don't think you should watch them all, okay. but um, you might want to take a look at the first one and talk about it. So let me find this link for you. Cool. I'm going to send it on over. Teaching and learning. Yeah. And, and then t- tell us about the content as you're watching it. Yeah, so it's uh, 2 minutes and 48 seconds. Let me turn down the volume here. Okay, here we go. It looks like a screen share mm-hmm. of Taylor's laptop. It's for a class, and the professor's named Deborah. Yeah, a friend's class. Deborah, actually, I'm hoping we'll have on. She um, is an art historian that does a lot of research on scent. Oh, Should cool. be interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm hitting play again. Okay, so you're in Firefox Tools. Web developer toolbar. Cool. So you've turned on toolbar, which is like a way you can see the sort of underlying code and structures of the page that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Everyone should try turning it on. So now you're going to CNN.com. 
and you've got the web page at the top and then the code source code at the bottom. So you're going into the code of the page that's in your browser and it looks like you're going to change the text of a Donald Trump headline called Trump Chaos Goes Global. And you're in the Dev Toolbar Inspector tab and you searched for the word Trump Chaos and that's going to pull that that text inside the source code of the page. And you're changing the headline to Trump Has Tiny Hands. Oh. And then Stephen texted me. <laughs> oh, I have a I have a life hack. I just yeah, paused your video. Yeah, so Taylor, in Taylor Screencast, Stephen Lee texted Taylor. And then, of course, so in the middle of screens, Taylor's screencast, he got a notification in on his desktop while he was screencasting that someone has texted him, it says Stephen Lee. Um, what I didn't realize until just recently, and I shared this at work, and everybody at work was like, yeah, duh, buddy. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but it was like such a such a dud, yeah. But uh, if you – on the Mac, in the far upper right-hand corner, there's like a little – uh icon that's got like three bullet points it looks like three mm-hmm. bullet points and if you click on that there's a thing that says is a shortcut for you oh. to be able to turn off notifications temporarily which is very handy if you're ever doing a screencast nice yeah dude t-i-l today i learned yeah and and it's also quite good if you're doing like a presentation in front of a group of people you can mm-hmm. not have to worry that like oh my gosh some stupid message is going to come through yeah, for sure. In the middle of me presenting. So anyway, I'm going to go back to your video. Okay, so you've you've uh, you've edited the text called Trump has tiny hands, and now the page just looks like CNN published a story that says Trump has tiny hands as the headline. So this is super obvious to someone like you. I, I put this little thing together because I was talking to Deborah Parr, my colleague at Columbia College, and she is working on a class where they were talking about... It's really cool to see some of my art art historian colleagues starting to figure out how technology itself Uh, is interesting to talk about, right? Because I think for a long time, technology is just sort of a distraction from high concept, but now it's really hard to tease the two apart, or it's really interesting to tease the two apart. So if you were just to sum up that process in a couple sentences, how would you say it? Uh, for for a non-technical audience. For a non-technical audience, I would say, so the source code for web pages lives on your computer, even though it comes from a server. Uh-huh. And an external computer. Yes, which, yes, a server is a, 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 yes, someone else's computer out in the internet. Uh-huh. Um, so y- your web browser builds that page, but all the code lives on the page. It's just you can't see the code because you're seeing the sort of display of it. And so if you open up Web Developer Toolbar, you can modify the text or the code. And so your version of the page on your desktop uh, can say different things or have different images or whatever because it's sort of like it's like if if someone threw a newspaper on your doorstep and then you decided to scribble on that newspaper, only your copy of the newspaper has been scribbled upon. And that's what this mm-hmm. is. But because of how source code works and and looks you can modify the text and it will still be styled exactly like the text mm-hmm. was in the first place so when taylor so you change the raw content yes but not the styling rules right, right? exactly exactly mm-hmm. yeah so you so you changed the headline text into trump has tiny hands but it's still formatted in like helvetica you know bold mm-hmm. 20 point or whatever that is you know and so it looks completely legit uh in the context of all the rest of the content on the page yeah, so that was one thing. That was just a really little brief one. 
And um, one of the things I like about that style, and I've been having this discussion with a lot of my colleagues as we do sort of, you know, a professor's job is to eternally rotate curriculum and try to figure out if it's on point for that year. Mm, yeah. um, I've actually had a lot of success on the very infrequent occasions when I'm sick or something like that. Like when um, when my kid was being born, you know, I couldn't make it to a class here and there, so I would record a video, and I found that if I took the material I was hoping to talk about in class, that would have taken me, say, an hour to describe because really, if you talk technical material for more more than that, it just, you know, yeah. everyone's eyes glaze over. Yeah. So I could really make um, an off-the-cuff video that was usually less than 10 minutes. And I'd find I actually got not only happier students, but I'd get also better results oh. just crafting a video that somebody could either watch once and, you know, blow me off and say, I know that already, which is infrequent, <laughs> <laughs> or somebody could watch it twice or 10 times or 50 times or whatever. And so even though the product doesn't seem to be as substantive, I found it was actually a really, really useful educational tool. So it's exciting uh, to to put that a step further when a friend says, oh, do you want to you know, speak to my class? And then I can find a way to say, well, if I just give you this little two-minute package, you know, potentially you can do a bunch with that, but you can frame it however you want. Oh, huh. Um, yeah. Do you think they would do a project or something based on it, or is it just sort of a way to bring other voices into the conversation about what she's talking about? Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure. And so um, another person I would love to get for the podcast, but I'm, I'm less positive I will be able to get, is Annika Marie, who's another art historian. And we have tons of late-night conversations about, you know, so she's like a Marxist and you know, has huh, this uh-huh. one very particular approach to art history, and it's really great to talk to her about technology because she's really not in the know in that particular area, but is a super giant brain. And so she is able to talk about technology in a way that is at once uninformed at a you know technical level. Yeah, sure. But then so over my head on a conceptual level. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but De- Deborah's kind of in the, in the same seat. So I'm hoping to get both of those guys on because they're so great. Yeah. And I think they have a lot of opinions that come half because they know so much about one area right and half because they don't know and so they can ask questions or make statements that you and i might have sort of forgotten to um wrestle with yeah that's which cool. is pretty great yeah i mean one, one informs the other right it's like sure. i may have technical knowledge but i haven't thought about what they're thinking about and then yeah you can definitely feed off of that in a way that i think a lot of people mm-hmm. sort of dismiss so that's awesome yeah it's cool well, and that's what, uh, in academia or really anywhere, like yeah. I love hanging out with people that know more than me. Yeah. I'd much rather yeah. be the dumbest one in the room than the smartest yes. one. Yeah, totally. So look, I sent you an image um, for the follow-up. And the other videos I have, you'll probably get less out of watching. Okay. So take a look at the image and tell me uh, yeah. what you make of it. This is not mine. This is a, um art historical reference. So it's an image. It looks. It has a date at the upper right hand corner and a location, and it's Paris, December third, I think, nineteen nineteen. Uh, there's some sort of serial number kind of thing on the upper left. It says like maybe number and then like four eight six four, which looks to be like a. This looks to be a check, and that may be the check number. And it says, "Yeah, kind of gonna zoom in on that one." The Teeth's Loan and Trust Company Consolidated to Wall Street, New York. I don't know if it's actually the Teeth's, but maybe it is. Did you say teat or teeth? Teeth, teeth like like uh, in the mouth. 
Well, I guess oh, yeah. a teat could be in the mouth. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now we're teeth. officially a mature rating on iTunes. Teeth. Thanks teeth. a lot, Rob. <laughs> teeth as in uh, made, you know, of of bone uh, and that sort of thing. The teeth. You Chompers. you have an interesting way of pronouncing a following th, my friend. The teeth, teeth. Yeah, the teeth. I, you you hit it very softly. Oh That's yeah, interesting. Huh. Huh, the teeth. Because I've never been able to um, uh, hear any accent in your voice, but in that particular word, that's that's fascinating. I say, um, go on. Uh, yeah, uh, pencil. <laughs> Wait, could you say that a couple times more? Pen- pencil, pencil. <laughs> you sound like like a body snatcher that's come to earth, and like the way they get caught is finally they don't know what love is or something. <laughs> Oh man, do me, do me. Do I have any any weird ones I don't know, in I'm there? Trying, I'm trying to think if you do. I also say umbrella. Oh, like when you say TV instead of TV. <laughs> TV. Yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. think those are Floridian or where where do those come from? I think it's cuz my parents have strong southern accents. My whole family does. Um Yeah. Yeah, and so some of that has just been a part of, you know, bit, having lived in Alabama. My my most of my family is in Mississippi and has been for a long time. There's just uh yeah, I don't know, it's it's in there. <laughs> can can you still just drop back into a southern accent? Like code switch? When you're yeah. I, code switching, yeah. Yeah, I can't. I, uh, certain things probably do, it, do come up. Um, yeah. But not uh, very little. Very, very little. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very little. Um, but yeah. Yeah, sure. Certain things probably definitely would start to come back if I lived there for a while. I can tell I'm putting you on the spot, but if you're able to just like channel it before we're done tonight, I think I think the audience and I want to hear it. Rob. Well, see, this thing is is I've never had a strong southern accent because yeah. I think because like I grew up in Memphis, which is mm-hmm. very kind of dare I'd say metropolitan, and like people are there's a lot of people from kind of everywhere, but it is still also a, a southern town. You know, sort of like St. Louis, right? Like St. Louis is in the south, but it's also part of the Midwest and it also has just people from all over. So it's like blunted in this way. No um, one could argue 20 minutes outside any city is the yes, South. But you know. That's very, very true. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Certainly true in Illinois for yep. sure. Yeah. California too. Yeah. So this image, sorry, it's a check and it says pay to the order of Daniel Zank, T-Z-A-N-K. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. 115 and no cents dot like no mm-hmm. over $100. One hundred fifteen dollars mm-hmm. from Marcel Duchamp. Mm-hmm. So, are you familiar with this piece? No, I know who Marcel Duchamp so, is, but yeah. Well, later in life, my understanding is that Marcel Duchamp, you know, the guy kind of upends the entire modern art scene, or is he the beginning of postmodernism? I feel. I know we talked about this in the past. I wrestle with these definitions, man. Because I feel like uh-huh. he's postmodern because he's saying, like, everything's off the table, a bicycle seat is artwork, and so forth. But is that how you read it? Yeah, it's weird because I think of modernism. I mean, you could certainly argue that, right? That, like, Marcel Duchamp. He was postmodernist before modernism. Yeah, right? maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. I, I mean, feel that, like you could argue that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, if we have Annika and uh, Deborah on, they can they can set us to rights on yes. that particular yeah. one. <laughs> it would be good to have someone to do that. Yeah. So, so my understanding is what this was was Duchamp just genuinely needed dental work, and his um and his uh, 
dentist was willing to take trades. You know, he's famous at this point. And so he would manufacture these checks that were not actually real, but they would have value by virtue of his success as an artist. That's awesome. So he, he could effectively just write like a fraudulent check and that itself would have value just in a different context. Because it's an object he created, it's worth at least the money he writes down. You're right. And it's still kind of a ready-made, right? Where he's producing because he's famous for taking the object that's not thought of in the arts context and dragging it um, into the arts context. That's awesome. So the, um, yeah, it's like a a superpower, man. Really, when you think about it, it's like... (laughs) Like take that green a superpower lantern. that only one person can get away with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so for the other half of the um, challenge, I was hanging out with uh, Megan Megan Sterling. So our guests from last oh, cool. week, I just I work with them, right? So I'm constantly in their faces, taking up their time. And uh, I was talking to Megan Sterling about the challenge, of course, that he, she herself, along with Mego, set yep. and. Um, I said, oh, you know, I, I know you talked about wanting to learn how to laser laser cut, or maybe it was um, preparing Illustrator files oh. for laser cut. Yeah. But she's always so busy. And then um, she said, well, actually, my husband is her husband, Matt, who's also an artist, um, who actually just had a big performance series where he talks about mental illness. So they both have, you know, art careers of their own right. And she said, well, Matt is trying to learn Illustrator because... I, Megan, need dental work, and this summer um, we're going to do a trade with the dentist instead of payment. It was like this kind of long story of this thing they had set up, but he was learning Illustrator from just like a sort of, you know, uh, a bang your head against the wall perspective, and dude, I have totally been there, right? So so he was just like kind of trying to force it. I think he was working in Photoshop because that's where he was comfortable, Yeah, but then wasn't really familiar with the path tools and whatever so um that pen tool is gonna get you <laughs> the pen tool uh and i have to thank matt steinke because i i still remember the day when he told me that all of his intro photoshop students had to do the pen tool until they just hated his guts and i have i've taken up that um <laughs> i do the same thing for sure uh so so i would text matt and say, I think I just texted him a video and I said, here's something I think you need to know. And then he wrote back and said, okay, that's useful, but actually I'm more interested in X. And then I would write something and then he would text back and so forth. So we only got around to doing three videos in that uh-huh. way. But if you look at the third video on that playlist, oh, let's see. Um, much like with, or rather it's the fourth in the playlist, but it's the third in that series, you can see that he's designing this kind of letterhead and so I started talking about the function of Bezier curves and strokes and fills and so forth, and then moved on because uh, he was having a lot of trouble with trying to draw like you draw on paper. So you just draw a bunch of lines, and then you want illustrators to sort of understand what's you know what's um, negative space and what's positive space. Yep. So getting into the Pathfinder and then taking advantage of um, layering things in front and back for for visual stacking. And then finally, I just did one where I gave him some uh, light critique. Dieter, hopefully that'll make you happy. Uh, (laughs) But um, that was completely unsolicited, and he was nice enough to say, oh, that was useful too. But but in that one, I sort of talked about... I find that when a lot of people are getting into vector illustrations, the two things they hit really hard are fat 
black contour lines and really apparent gradients. Um, this was a particular problem when Flash was still a thing, right? And so you'd see all these young people getting into like Flash games or whatever, and everything had to be a gradient from zero to a hundred percent over like a 15 pixel span <laughs> do you know uh, what i'm talking about uh-huh. yeah yeah right <laughs> and so he wasn't working gradients or anything but but you know so we went through his or at least i went through his work at the end and said you know check out uh, stroke weights and then i also talked to him a bit about how to um automatically repeat um copy direction and distance off of a singular item to make a big you know set of items or a grid man these mm. sound awesome I want to. I want to look at these. I won't look at For them sure. now yeah. because they're. Check it looks it like out. it's a uh, twenty minutes of video, but yes, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. So that is my project for the for the week. Awesome! Wow, that's cool. So these four pieces you posted to YouTube, but they're they're really for a, a single person. Is that is that right? Am I thinking about that right? Or a single class, but yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, because the hacking websites mm-hmm. one is is for an entire class. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I kind of failed a little bit on this challenge in that I didn't... Embrace it, dude. I didn't... I, I'm embracing the failure. I didn't end up... I didn't end up uh, finding someone who I thought would be, like, fun to share a thing with, you know? <laughs> You found someone who would be unfun? <laughs> yes. I, what I ended up doing is I, I made a video. Um, well, I did the thing that I often do on this podcast, which is I I created a new trajectory for myself that other things might flow into, um, mm-hmm. which is one of the things mm-hmm. I like about this podcast. So uh, I'll send you the link. And uh, we can talk about what I did. I'm not looking at the title, and I'm doing a pretty good job so far. Oh, okay. Although, although maybe your magnets will... will t- well, yeah. <laughs> yep. Not only do you title it, but you just say it. So it's making a magnetic cork board. Yep. Uh, where your... Um, have you got like a giant metal wall? Is that your shed that you're putting, or is that a thing propped up on the wall? It's propped up on the wall, which is a little bit okay, confusing. Now that I just now that you said that, I realize that the background looks too much like the thing. Oh, it's it's not a critique. So, Rob, as you're you're filming this yourself, there's definitely some good Rob personality in here. So we have your ever present cutting board. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm and you've got just you know mat. kind of casual warm lighting. And you're laying out a bunch of those toddler magnets, uh, letter magnets for the fridge. Yep. Okay, so after you were organizing those letters, you laid them all out. And did you spray paint them all? Spray paint them all blue? Oh, Mm -hmm. green. This is one thing I really like about sort of DIY. Have you got somebody else who... that's your headlamp? (laughs) Yeah. So I find it really funny for some reason that you're... At first, I thought you had like a uh, um, an assistant that was walking around trying <laughs> yeah, to get with a spotlight. Yeah, It'd be awesome. <laughs> but I mean, it is funny now that you know because you and I have been around the block a couple times, and just the the fidelity you can get just with this kind of standard. Is this just a phone? Um, yeah. Yep. Or is this a fancier camera? No, yeah. It's, it's I a. Mean, it's, you, yeah, it's my phone. It's, yeah. 
still such a dope picture. So I see you laying out some. You're laying out some tape. Uh, oh, interesting. So do you use tape to cut along with your uh, saw instead of instead of uh, pencil lines? Yeah, it keeps the laminate from. If you if you cut through tape, uh, it keeps the laminate from shredding up and like. This is laminate birch, so it's it it will sh- like shred that dude. top layer. You gotta uh, you gotta put like uh, Rob's tips with three Z's in the in the show notes. Yep, I'm I digging should. it. I should. All right, so you're laying out some wood so that um, you have like a metal piece. Uh, wow, that is an intense use of super glue. Because <laughs> <laughs> the only glue I had was like a dozen oh, small so, super glue. This is definitely my favorite part. So Rob has a piece of wood <laughs> and the smallest possible ampules of super glue that he spread out <laughs> in order to to super glue the metal to the wood that's great yes yeah, so i just hammered th- yeah through like 12 super glue bottles yeah <laughs> i can't believe you had enough yeah it actually i bought worked. it in, in a, yeah in a bulk and i was just like oh this is all yeah. i have that's gonna work and it's 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. i feel that dude yeah was this was this uh, which night was this midnight marauders this was uh Maybe Monday night or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're uh, you're clamping. There was a, a rectangular piece of wood, a piece of steel that almost covered that wood, and then you've clamped on some pieces of wood in the front yep. to form sort of a negative shape of a lightning bolt. Yes. And they also conveniently cover over um, the chunks of sheet sheet metal that are missing because it's a pretty big piece of sheet metal. Yeah, it's about two by three feet something like that. i'm excited that you saw that it's a lightning bolt because i was oh for sure i, I was hoping that that would be legible i am nervous about your there it is <laughs> i was gonna say your your interior corner was gonna lift up but then you put a <laughs> um an unplugged um uh ankle grinder like a 30 pound grinder yeah i was like oh, that's a heavy thing i have yeah. and so now you're cutting out some cork and uh the cork is going to go on top of the wood uh, so presumably you'll be able to do some stuff uh, pinning in the cork and so on. Although it's very yep. thin cork, so I'm curious to see how this functions. You also have a really nice glue pot. Maybe that's uh, something that you should um, link to in the show notes. Yeah, you're right. I should. It's a. It's called a glue bot. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's the best $8. It's really like a future looking. It does. It does have a kind of, yeah, like cyberpunk vibe. One of the things I'm really appreciating about when you line stuff up is that you line it up and then you just like let go of it and then put some, a weight on top. <laughs> and, and every time I'm like, no, it's, it's not, not specific enough. Yeah, it just sort of It's so great. Way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now you're getting in there and masking off the steel. Yeah. I'm assuming for paint or some other kind of finish. And then now we're post finished, so you've darkened all the cork, and then now you're uh, you're putting your painted letters back up. You've made all of your consonants bright green and all of your vowels uh, neon pink. Yep. Mm. And then you're spelling out heck yeah. There Excellent. It is. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Floridian boys workshop or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's so, a description uh, of the oh video. nice let me take a look here real quick and so it, the description let's view this thing on youtube 
Uh, I'm surrounded by productivity theater. Well, I hear that. Tech bros who can't stop talking about kettlebells in the four-hour work week. Pink-haired creatives rearranging photos of people shaking hands. Oh, wait, that's me. Salespeople who keep using the word refactoring. So the last thing I wanted to look at in my kitchen was a plain square whiteboard filled with a bunch of stuff I have to do. So I made this lightning bolt-shaped message board out of cork, steel, and kids' magnetic letters. Make a non-whiteboard and send me a link to it. So can I take a guess that the lightning bolt is taking care of business? Oh, I guess it is. Oh, I never even Ooh, thought about yeah. that. And that's, that's an Elvis PCB. thing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Elvis was into like mm-hmm. the kind of he got kind of early onto the branding thing with the TCB, for sure. That guy had a lot of stuff figured out until he, did. he really didn't. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Cool. So, what's your um, what's your intended audience? Are you going to push this around in any particular way, or just kind of uh, let it hang? Yeah. So, so. Um, the channel is called Aw, A-U-G-H, exclamation point, Aw. Mm-hmm. Is uh, this a uh, pe- Peanuts reference? Sort of. It's in that, it's it's like, yeah, it's definitely connected to how Charlie Brown would always scream Aw, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, it's it's definitely about frustration and about like, uh, yeah, I don't know, frustration maybe is the best way to put it. And so so I've had a, a sort of moniker called Aw for a while and I've done like a, a performance with it, like a kind of masked mm-hmm. performance and stuff. So I'm a huge YouTube dork. Like I, I have tons of channels I subscribe to and stuff, and tons of people of those people make stuff. And mm-hmm. but there's a certain part of it that makes me really like skeezed out, and that is like how how much the sort of quote unquote YouTube maker community um, is really invested in the professionalism of of what they do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's just the people I watch, and I, I think I'm certainly guilty of that. It's, it's like my own self-selected punishment, but um, which I guess is the internet in a nutshell, right? But uh, um, I, I just was like, oh, I, I think I want to do videos that sort of push back against product placement and against like always having like like and subscribe at the end and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the ideas I have that I, I have I didn't wasn't able to execute but i was thinking about like maybe doing like my own like mock ads in the videos to yeah yeah (laughs) that like i I don't know maybe ads for the podcast or something like just ads that are like vertically integrated ads for things that i care about instead of um ads but anyway and, and then like i like that awe was like a thing that like is very hard to like traffic in the world so like if you're like oh i really like this this YouTube channel called Ah, no one's gonna remember. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't. Ha- it's not called like you know, <clears throat> the Happy Maker or whatever. <laughs> like, right. yep. Like it's um, it's sort of anti, anti keyword friendly, search term friendly kind of thing. And I've also wanted to make a lot of videos connected to the things I make on the podcast because I feel like sometimes it's like, oh, it would be cool to share the how-to more well that gives me an idea for a challenge for next time oh mm-hmm. oh uh-oh. but i don't want to jump the gun you tell me jump 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 <laughs> you poor poor man yeah <laughs> so audience um, i have edited out nine thousand coughs that i have yes, into yeah. the microphone on i gotta remind myself that nobody else can hear this yeah. but me be cool be cool Huggins. be cool <laughs>
So I think that a lot of people who come on, they're they're yeah. really in it to win it. And so like yeah. the uh, the Meg the Megan's Twain, for example, they just completely blew that project out of the water. And I think for you and I, just in terms of um, survival, you know, we're trying to produce a bunch of ideas, but at a certain point, you do get a little bit practical about it because you yeah. gotta you gotta do it again and again. So I feel like. Um, Ten times bigger was the thing that appear, appealed to me. Like now that you have this one sort of example of making those videos, but you have an idea of how it would expand, we'll go ahead and expand it. Oh, yeah. So is the the challenge ten times bigger? I think, well, I like something like that without it necessarily being explicitly connected to something we've done on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that you have some more room to move but I think the the idea being that you start from something that exists and then ex, you know blow it up or expand it or whatever, as opposed to starting from scratch, which we so often do. Oh yeah. So how would you want to phrase that? Not ten times bigger works for me. Yeah, yeah. Ten times think? bigger is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm, for sure. Wow, that's cool. We have a guest for the next episode who who I think will enjoy that. Yeah. So whoever the next person is can really take that and go crazy with it. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Cool. Painless. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Wow. We like rolled. We like, we're, I think now we officially have sold out because we've like rolled, we have? Prof- we've rolled professionally into the next topic, which is a thing like <laughs> I always hear about on other people's podcasts, like, like about making the transition, you know, from topic to topic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't ever care about that. Like, I'm happy just to be like, okay, our next thing is like, I don't think that's weird. But we just did the the awesome thing of just smoothly transitioning from one thing to the next, which was we we've been doing this for a while, my friend. That's very uh, true. And yeah, it's uh it's funny. I f- I feel like as an adult with many adult responsibilities, particularly when you have a friend out of town, that the, the two main ways I maintain my relationships right now with other adult men are this podcast and. Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> that's just kind of bizarre. But you know, make of that what you will. <laughs> well, dude, let's do the let's do the closing biz. What do you got? Yeah, let's see. Okay, do you have any uh, stuff you're into? Yeah, so a couple things. Uh, I mentioned the movie Hackers, which yep. everyone please go and see. And a reminder that we should all subscribe to. Russian Girls Workshop, a.k.a. Anastasia Gerasimova. Yep. Who is awesome, and um, hopefully maybe we'll reach out to her before too long and see if she wants to come on. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yep. Uh, Let's see here. I'm I'm participating in a show. So I recently finished, and I may have talked about him before, but I finished this series of um, sterling silver 3D prints. Yes. In this sort of fancy walnut box, and I and I can I can post some pictures of this for the show notes. But I finally got this thing done. Um, uh, Megan uh, Sotilli uh, helped me out a lot. She she was the one who knew how to um, solder the, all the pieces together because I couldn't get things printed full size. But rather, I had to print them in pieces with, you know, keying um, elements sticking out of them and so forth. So it's finally all done. I'm giving a talk on, and let me uh, check the date. It's going to be March 28th at Columbia College, 5 p.m. at 623 South Wabash. So it's an artist talk where I'll talk about this piece called Controlled Feeding Status, which is about... um, 
food that they feed people in jail as punishment. I'm going to make some of that food called Nutriloaf and serve it. Uh, and the other cool thing, and I've been such a kind of poor social media adapter, but I, I took really nice photos of this thing, posted it on Facebook, and like 24 hours later was already getting it into an exhibition. Wow. <laughs> so that was that was really satisfying. So shout out to uh, Tim Guthrie. Um, his project is sort of cloaked in mystery, so more details on it later. Uh, but we're currently figuring out how to get this into the show, um, which, Rob, you will be particularly excited about for reasons I can't tell you yet. More, more details to come. Exciting. Uh, but Tim was, a, uh, Tim was a kindred spirit in one of those fun conversations where you get on the phone like, oh, I don't know if you're going to like this, but blah. And the other person says, I love it, but what about blah? And then, you know, it's like everybody's so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, so it's kind of get nice to get out of your bureaucratic context every once in a while and just talk to somebody that's just psyched for what you're talking about and you can both enjoy it together. That's you know? funny. So there's that. Um, I just bought a new drill. Uh, it's a Makita, and I'm going to have to look up the exact model. I don't know about you, but I do such a sort of good or bad job, depending on, on how you look at it, hanging on to technology. Yeah. That after a while I'll realize, oh, my drill is, you know, 18 years old, and it's been charging absolutely terribly, and I probably would have been way better off just selling this when it was actually worth something and getting something new. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I hung on to this Bosch drill just absolutely forever. And, um, you know, cause I, I didn't want to be wasteful, but yep. at the same time, I probably should have just gotten rid of it. So, <laughs> so it turned out my drill had, you know, effectively outdated battery technology oh, yeah. that will get it. That will do it. And so I bought this new drill set that I'm really digging. Um, so we can, we can post that up there if anybody's interested in that package. Oh, cool. You got a, it's a, oh, 18 volt. Nice. Yeah, 18 yeah. volt, uh, these four amp hour batteries. And, uh, you know, compared to what I was used to working with, I charged these guys and then came back a week later and they're still fine. It just yep. blows my mind. Yeah. Oh, and you got the, <laughs> the, the driver. So I got a, I got the same setup, but it's a Milwaukee. It's a, a driver and drill, it's 18 volt. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize sure. what a driver does, you know, like what mm-hmm. it is. I just thought like, oh, it's like a, it's like an annoying version of a drill. Like... <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't do variable speed like it's either just kind of on or off but yeah. man like it really it really changes the game if you're trying to put a screw into a board well well this one is variable speed if i'm not mistaken oh is your is your driver <clears throat> variable speed mine, mine i think is just on or off i don't know i was just like wow this thing is really it's really bad badass like in a way that i never would have just bought one but because it came with the kit i i got it and was like oh gee this is the this is the right tool for the job here. Yeah, for but. sure. Well, particularly if you have that and your drill on the job site at the same time, yes. so that you can you don't have to trade stuff out constantly. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty baller. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. You got a new drill. Uh, yeah, for sure. So those are the those are the things. Those are both my plugs and what's on my mind this week. Nice, cool. I have a couple of things. Uh, there's a YouTube channel. Speaking of YouTube channels, that I I really like. Uh, uh, Coblet City DIY, and um, mm-hmm. it's a woman who has a really cool uh YouTube channel, and I like that it's um it's like three D three D printing, and like she made her first PCB, and um it has a couple reviews and stuff too, 
And there's just a lot of um, interesting stuff in there. And she has a really cool, like, colorful, interesting vibe, like, style that I think is really neat. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've been checking that out lately. Um, it's really cool. I mean, one thing that's nice about YouTube is when you find a channel that's new to you, it's fun to just dive back into the stuff they've done before. You know, it's, like, very rewarding to, like, kind of pick your way through the past work that they've done, which is cool. So. Mm-hmm. So I'm into that, and um... yeah, even just the way that she's kind of branded, putting a um, solid construction yes. paper color behind the thing that she's working on. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah, it's cool. Um, shoot, I had another one open, and now I lost it. Oh, I, I'm going to give a shout out to a thing that I've already given a shout out to before, but I have to. I'm still stunned by it. So Montana Gold spray paint is this spray paint that you can get at like. We have like a Dick Blick here, which is like an art supply place. Um, you can't get it at a home store. And it's like $8 a can. So it's, you know, not cheap. But man, it's like the real deal. Like, like I, I spray painted those letters fluorescent. They were blue. I made one horrible mistake, which is I forgot that fluores- the fluorescent paint colors are semi-opaque, which means you should... If you're trying to coat, cover a color with another color, paint it white first, right, and then do it. But, um, but man, like, it really is nice. It smells like it's um, maybe got like like a lacquer or something instead of like a kind of acrylic, you know, uh, Krylon spray paint or something. But man, it's really it's really awesome. Like, uh, it's really worth it. The colors are really nice. The pigment's really good. It doesn't run. I, I'm just constantly shocked about how, how good it is. It's like one of the things that like made me change like how I think about spray painting stuff, which is, is pretty cool. Um, that's the two things I got. You can find photos of our finished projects at our project site called projects.opposablepodcast.com. There is a bunch of stuff up there at this point uh, that we have 28 episodes in the hopper. You can find it assuming that Ranjit writes me about it. That's right. That's a crucial <laughs> That's right. part. You can find it a few days after we post the podcast. <laughs> and uh, if you want an Opposable Thumb sticker, we will send you one. Uh, just share the podcast episode on social media or rate us on iTunes. And I actually, this week, I made pre-filled envelopes with stickers in them so I can get them Ooh. in the mail sooner. So expect, like... A very quick turnaround. Like I'm gonna give Amazon yeah. Prime a run for its money for for a sticker. So if you want one, uh just ask. And uh our lo- our lo- oh, did you have, were you gonna say something? No, I think I was just breathing. Oh, oh cool. <laughs> I think we found our out our, our outtake at the end. Um <laughs> Uh, our logo is made by the Mighty Wolf Mask. I actually just emailed Wolf Mask um, to see about maybe making an AW logo for the AW YouTube channel. That's sort of connected oh, nice. conceptually to the to the Opposable Thumbs um, logo, but different. You know, like just so it sort of feels sort of maybe in the same family or kind of mm-hmm. semi related um, because there could be some, some overlap there. So anyway, uh, not sure what's going to happen there, but could be cool. Um, Anyway, if you go to wolfmaskart.co.uk, he actually just updated his site. I was there the other day, and um, he's got some new work up there that's really good. We have a new Patreon supporter. Is it Walter? It is Walter. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. We have a new Patreon supporter, Walter Katundu. Thank you, Walter, for being a Patreon supporter. Uh, Yeah. And just go to, is it katundustudios.com, maybe? You might even, it might just be even Katundu. It might be. 
I see it. Yeah, katundu.com, K-I-T-U-N-D-U.com. I mean, just his website, like his work is so over the top and amazing. Yeah, and like, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like incredible. His work is so great. And also his Instagram Beautiful. is really, really great as well. Um, oh, mm-hmm. speaking of Instagram, Taylor, you have an Instagram account, right? Hogan's and I Taylor. I do. Indeed. Do you do you check it very often? Uh, I, I'm I'm still trying to learn how to use it. Yeah, Instagram's a little is bit there, weird. Um, is there something that I'm remiss about on Instagram? No, no, no. I was just curious because I I saw that you have an account, and I um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then I was like, oh, I I realized like I don't see. I mean, you're not too much of like a social media person, which is. A good thing, in my book. Well, but. I'm trying to get better, but then the second I discover how to actually use Facebook, you know, all the um, <laughs> all the crazy stuff starts dropping down. It's true. So yeah, yeah I I, I got to get better about it. But it, I think yeah, Instagram is probably the place to be. Although the second I move there, the uh, the youth are going to be onto something else, no doubt. Yeah, they'll be onto I don't know, bedazzle dot dot jam jam. <laughs> I don't know. that bling. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man! Speaking of bling, I just watched yeah. Bling Bling the song video. Mm-hmm. Nineteen ninety nine is when that song came out. It's like almost 40, uh, how does, twenty years old. How does the song go again? Uh, well, there's a chorus, and the chorus is Bling Bling. Every time I come <laughs> around your city, Bling Bling, pinky ring worth about fifty Bling Bling. Every time I buy a new ride, bling bling. And then here's the line that I think a lot of people don't, yeah, don't don't grasp. And it's Lorenzo's on Yokohama Yokohama tires, bling bling, which is uh, enunciated in the song in this way that, um, you know, like many songs, y- you hear a phrase and you're like, that could be all sorts of words, <laughs> like yes. just because Excuse of how me it's well, said. Well, I kissed this guy. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a friend of mine whose dad thought that flash was it flash dance that a line in flash dance was instead of take your passion and make it happen it was take your pants off and make it happen <laughs> so he which makes the song much more risque that sounds more it says says more about the listener yeah, than the yeah. Song. <laughs> yes it does yeah Lorenzo's on Yokohama tires Lorenzo's are a are a are are rim oh oh yeah I didn't know you were in the rim scene <laughs> Lorenzo's have that um. I think of Lorenzo's anyway as having that kind of you know when you see like a kind of uh like slammed out BMW like mm-hmm. a maybe like an M series BMW with like kind of like kind of tight matte silver sporty tires. That's when I, I think of yeah. Lorenzo's. That's what it looks like to me. I th- I feel like you're you're more sort of authentically counterculture than me. <laughs> I'm wearing a fucking cardigan right now, dude. Wow. Yeah, okay. I'm wearing. I, I've been in a. I've been in like for the past few months. I've been in uniform mode where I wear almost the exact same thing every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your purple, purple shoes. Yeah, but but, but purple shoes. Yeah, I'm trying to integrate new colors <clears throat> into my line, but it's moving slow. Yeah. I should talk to well, you about it. Don't break you. anything. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> I could hurt hurt myself. Okay. Uh, our podcast is dedicated to providing a harassment free experience for everyone, regardless of race, gender, age, sexual orientation, disability, physical appearance body size, knowledge of subject matter or religion or lack thereof. We actively support an inclusive environment and we want you to be a part of it. Thanks, dear listener, for listening to Opposable Thumbs. We're psyched to have you on board yeah. and excited to see what you're creating. Um, this episode in specific 
if a listener would like to take a swing at the challenge, it would be really cool to see what you make based on what we made, because that was kind of one of the points of the challenge was having other people um, tackle something that we sort of cooked up. I would like to say right now that if somebody tackles this challenge and sends us some documentation, I'm going to send them a little something, something, uh-huh. something special. Uh-huh. And from Taylor, who let's, knows what that could be? Yeah. It could let's be. See what, let's see what you make of that. A sensual pasta dish. Taylor, what was you have a show coming up, and it will be next. It'll be this Wednesday. It'll be essentially the day after the podcast releases. It'll be Wednesday, the twenty eighth of March, right? The twenty eighth. Yes, that's correct. Uh, it's my well. It's an artist talk, uh, five p.m. to six thirty at Columbia College. Uh, I'm in there with one other person, although I'd have to look up their topic matter. But it should be good, and and I'll be serving neutral loaf. So come, come sample some prison food. I mean, who what what who needs any other form of incentive? None at all, man. Yeah, yeah. No, forget loaf. about it in the house. <laughs> Taylor, thanks as always. Our Back challenge, our challenge is ten times bigger. Ten times bigger. Are you committing mm-hmm. that to your, to your, to your memory? If I th- if I think about it too hard, it's um, it works counter to my vibe. Oh, okay. So okay. I yeah. I heard it once in my own head, and I've already forgotten it. Kind okay, of. Okay. Good. <laughs> that's how I, that's how I, that's how this works for me. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Rob. Well, we'll um. Work on that cough. Take care of yourself. Yeah, I know. It's horrible. Everyone at my work is probably like, that guy is a jerk. (laughs)